Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. So we've had a lot of amazing guests here on the show, and some of the most popular episodes are the ones where people are just most closely related to the guest who comes on. And I think a lot of people can relate to the story behind today's guest, which is Phil Lichtenberger, a guy who owns a podcast, brand new podcast, actually. He's a student of mine. His podcast is called Scanner School. Everything you wanted to know about the scanner radio hobby. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, I'm not interested in that topic at all. Um, And you may not be. However, there's a lot of people out there who are And they're finding his brand new podcast, which is really, 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 really cool. And today, we have a conversation with Phil as he's building his business. He's not super successful yet, but he's getting there. He's on his way, but he's having a lot of fun doing it. But he also has a lot of questions to ask as well. So today, we're going to be talking with Phil, somebody who's just in the thick of it right now, because I know a lot of you are there too. And whether you have a hobby blog, a hobby podcast, a hobby video channel, or maybe you're trying to build a real business, doesn't matter. It's tough. It's difficult. But we're going to get through it together. So sit back, relax. We're going to chat with Phil in just a moment. But first, dude, we got to play the intro music. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, Frosty the Snowman, is his least favorite Christmas song, Pat Flynn. Thumpity thump thump, there goes Pat Flynn now. Thumpity thump. Okay, I'll stop. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for joining me today in session 311 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment just to subscribe to the show. We've got a lot of great stuff, not just today, but coming up in the near future. We come out every single Wednesday, and I would love to invite you to come on to just regularly listen to the show a lot of people have made it a habit to do it and uh, whether you go back to the beginning and binge listen all the way through or you just choose to start from this point forward doesn't matter i'm stoked that you're here with me i'm excited to provide value to you on your way to a successful business my name is pat flynn i'm here to help you make more money save more time and help more people too and today we're talking today <laughs> today we're talking with phil lichenberger 
the owner and founder of Scanner School, Scanner Radio Tutorials, Podcasts, and Reviews, uh, based on a hobby that is now turning into something perhaps a little bit more. And like I said, we're going to talk with Phil in just a moment. But by the way, I know a lot of you who are listening to this, you're like, Pat, you, you have a student and he's coming on. That's awesome. And you know, I know you have several other students too. Uh, we've had students on the show before too. And every time I have a student on the show, everybody's like, how can I get involved with that program? So I'm just going to mention it really, really quickly up front here. I'm, this isn't like a super hard pitch because it's actually something that you can get for free. If you want to check it out and learn how to start a podcast in just three days, you can learn how to set it up and get it all functioning. All you have to do is go to howtostartapodcast.com. Again, howtostartapodcast.com, completely free. Check it out. I invite you to do that whenever you're ready. So now let's head on over to the interview today with Phil Lichtenberger from Scanner School. We'll talk about how he got started, what it was like to go through the course, to get his podcast up and running. He's up to, he's been consistent ever since he launched his show. I just checked his his podcast. He's been consistent every single week coming out with new stuff so uh he's he's on it he's already passed i think episode 10 now i think uh which is you know if you get past episode seven in your podcast it's like the magical number like hey i'm committed to this i'm gonna do it i'm in the rhythm all right here we go this is phil lichtenberger from scanner school podcast and scannerschool.com phil welcome to the spi podcast thank you so much for being here this is great Great. Thanks. It's pleasure's all mine, Pat. I'm a huge, huge fan. Well, I'm a very, very big fan of you now because uh, not only are you a student of mine for a number of the different courses that I offer, and we'll talk about which ones and why you're getting involved in those in just a minute, but more than that, you are, I can tell, an action taker. You've put in a lot of work already. You've had some success already from what you've been doing, although it's small compared to perhaps some of the other guests that we have on the podcast. You're just starting out in this journey and we're going to talk about that and kind of the things you're doing to grow uh, and really why you're doing this in the first place. But even before that, I'd love to know a little bit about kind of what, what, what is it that you do and how you got there? All right. So I guess uh, what I do as far as the online stuff, um, I'm what you call a, um, a scanner radio uh, buff or whatever. Uh, I enjoy the hobby of scanning scanner radio so what makes a Um, what makes a radio a scanner radio exactly i'm i'm a newbie at this so you can you can teach all of us yeah all right well you can listen to session two not kidding (laughs) (laughs) um what um what the scanner radio is is basically it's a receiver so you don't have the ability to transmit to anything you that uh, you pick up so some things that you can listen to depending where you live uh aviation railroad police fire um you know, you, you can hear what's going on in your, in your neighborhood before the media has a chance to report on it. Okay. So it's it's um, as real time as you can get. This has been a hobby of yours for a while? Uh, for as long as I can remember. I grew up, uh, my dad was in the hobby, so I always grew up with a, a radio somewhere in the house, at my grandparents' house. I remember hearing it at their house as well. So, um, yeah, so it's been something that uh, that I've always been interested in and, and always had uh, an involvement with that's really cool so do, do you actually like build these from from scratch on your own no i'm not that involved with it um it's uh they're a little bit more advanced than that now it used oh, okay. to be many many years ago you could do stuff like that but now it's it's really gotten to the point where uh commercial grades the way to go although there's there's parts of the hobby which i plan on going into with my podcast and everything else on how to take off the shelf really cheap receivers and get in for just uh, a couple of bucks and get into the hobby as well so it doesn't take hundreds of bucks to get into what um get into my hobby so that's all part of what i 
why I'm here, you know, in, in your courses and everything else uh, to kind of teach people how to do that. I was going to say, so this was a hobby of yours for a while. What exactly um, kind of triggered you to want to go a little bit further with this and start teaching others how to do the same stuff? Because, you know, a lot of people in the audience, they're just starting out and they also have hobbies too. But a lot of times people just want to keep them as hobbies or they just don't even know how to do anything further. What, what triggered you to want to do more? It, it kind of was, I kind of fell into it really. Um, about uh, 2005, there was, there was a, a local website here that was dealing with the, the local scanning on Long Island. And he kind of fell prey to a hacker uh, a couple of times and just decided to fold up shop. And it left an opening. So I emailed uh, the owner of that website said, hey, do you mind if, since you're giving up, do you mind if I kind of take over from here on out? And he says, go ahead, you know, do what you want. Um, anything I had saved from his site I could use, he was basically just done. Wow. And um, so I started my own website, which is my amateur radio call sign, uh, W2LIE.net. Looking back on it, there's two mistakes I made with that one. First, I used an amateur radio call sign, which people have a hard time remembering what, what it is. Mm-hmm. And Secondly, I went with a .NET, and everybody wants the .com. But, uh, you know, live and learn. Right. But uh, the website did well. Uh, I have about 10,000 or so members on it who, are, who aren't active. It's kind of, um, unfortunately, you know, been a back burner project at this point. And uh, what really started it off was, at the time I started this in 2005, nobody was putting their scanner radio audio online to listen to remotely. I mean, now there's smartphone apps that allow you to do that, but mm-hmm. this was all before that happened. So that draw brought a lot of people from the local area to my website. And um, looking back at it now, I used, hey, you had to sign up for the site in order to get the link to listen. So I didn't really know what I was doing back then, but it turns out that I could have used that to build an email list. But uh, again, that ties into what I'm learning now with your courses. Um, so with the website, there and the audience, people started asking me to program their scanners the way that I had mine done so they can listen to it without needing to be in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. So that really kind of opened up the door for uh, my online business, I guess you could say. Nice. So going from the hobby of uh, programming then became an S Corp in 2010 where I was selling the radios. And, um, you know, that was kind of live and learn type of thing as far as getting a distributor and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that became, I, I got tied into another company and that's really my bread and butter right now. I sell fire pagers and I have boxes right now that are, that have orders ready to go out. So in 2017, I, I split up the company, uh, to East coast pagers, which now sells the, the, um, the, uh, fire pagers. I still do the radio programming and, I still do a lot of, uh, you know, with, with the programming comes consulting. And, you know, that's that's really what I enjoy doing is, is teaching people about the hobby and what I know. Um, and also to back up a bit, too, I've been involved with a local ham radio, I guess you'd say forum, where once a year they have um, at the local college, they have a um, an all day event where they bring in a couple of experts in their fields. And they talk about for 50 minutes a topic. And I've been doing a scanner radio class there, two sessions back to back, an intro and an advanced class for about the last eight or nine years. 
So every time I go in there, it's a packed room and uh, they keep asking me to come back. So I know the local, uh, the local need is there, mm-hmm. you know, as, as far as being able to teach people. And um, so, yeah, so just, just all of that and um, knowing that other people are out there have the same exact questions. I want to be able to, to share what I know and, you know, just give it to other people. That's really cool. In those rooms that you speak in, like how many people are there when you're, when you're doing that thing? Um, it's like a typical, um, you know, university classroom. So I guess you'd be about max is at about 50 people or so. But I mean, still the, and the purpose of asking this question for everybody is the fact that, you know, this is a small, seemingly small space, a very niched kind of thing, but there are people out there who are interested in these small niches. And when you are building a business, you don't need to, you know, build something that changes the world. I remember I did an interview once, Phil, on a very popular podcast called Mixergy with Andrew Warner. And um, what I loved about Andrew is that he asks like grilling questions, but that's also what really scared me about that interview. And one of the first questions he asked me was like, why are you playing around with all these little niche sites and teaching people how to do you know, build these small businesses, why, why aren't you building something big, like an Excel or some program that everybody could use? And I said, you know, like, I don't, first of all, I'm helping people, which is the most important thing. And secondly, I may not be doing something that's changing the entire world, but I'm changing somebody's world. And I knew this from my own experience with the lead exam, with the, you know, the architecture stuff that I did when I first started out. And you're kind of doing the same thing. So you're in this space, you're becoming an expert, which is great. And now you're coming online to start to teach other people how to do the same thing. So what are some things that you're doing now to help uh, get more exposure and increase your business at this point? Uh, one of the first things I do is I follow you pretty close, Pat. Um, I mean, you say you're the crash test dummy, and I take every lesson that you teach uh, and every experience that you've you've gone through, and I use that basically to help promote what I'm doing. So, um, do you have any specific examples you know, of, I've, of how I've been able to help you? Well, I've, I've I've just finished binging on 280 plus episodes in the last six months, so it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of really a blur. I mean, right now when we're recording, we are at like what 301, so I'm almost. I'm almost there, but um, uh, some of the things that come to mind is, is definitely when you talk about uh, the convert kit stuff, building an email list, bringing on Amy Porterfield, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Um, when you bring on Chris Ducker and you, you've talked about the Superman syndrome, I mean, I suffered with Superman syndrome. So being able to realize that, and and you having Chris Ducker on your podcast, and and you know. I saw myself or heard myself basically, you know, when, when, when he talks about how much work he was taking on and, and you, you kind of get paralyzed by all the other things that are out there and mm-hmm. it doesn't allow you to focus on what you want to do. So being able to take that, um, has really allowed me to kind of springboard a little bit on what I want to do. Um, your power up, uh, I'm sorry, the, the BYOB, the build your own brand coursing that you've done that I mean, I've I've been in WordPress for years, but there's always you can always learn more. So the the ability to sit down for five courses or five days and go through your course on that one has certainly saved me a lot of time as well. Because every time you start a new website, a new project, you really start from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I took basically everything you went through on on the BYOB and I copied that to my podcast website right down to the theme, and that kind of stuff helps. Uh, tremendously yeah so 
if you haven't, if anybody hasn't signed up for the BYOB class, I strongly uh, recommend taking that. Thank you. And, and it's free, by the way, by the way, smartpassiveincome.com slash BYOB. And you're also a student in the Power Up Podcasting course, which is really where I met you. Uh, obviously, I hadn't really gotten to know you until just quite recently through you being a student in that course. And it was because you were a very active in the Facebook student center community that we have where all the students are in there and they're talking, they're encouraging each other. And thank you, Phil, by the way, for being there, not just to ask questions, which are helpful for everybody else, but also to support the others that are in there too. That's what I think is really great about that community. But more than that, you were, I think one of the people who was the quickest to get your show up after taking the course. I don't know how long ago you bought it, but the moment I saw you start working on it, I just all of a sudden saw that you had this, you know, your artwork was out and your podcast was up. Like what, how are you able to get that done so quickly? Well, the, the, uh, the truth behind it was, I think, I don't remember when you had the enrollment on it, but, um, I think I started in October so I didn't launch really until January. So it was really two months of going through your course material, you know, and 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 uh, and learning it. Oh, okay. And so it, it wasn't overnight. until I set it. Didn't happen. No, like nothing happens overnight. I mean, um, it's one of the things you teach, right? And uh, it it wasn't until I really set a date, and and I set my date in in October. Once it started getting really close, and once December hit, I'm like, I have to start moving on this now. I have to just clear everything off on my plate and and go for this and. I always felt like it's just me. My personality is I always feel like I'm late to everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it felt like from from where you, where you were, like uh, things are moving quick, even though they were moving quick, I guess you could say. I was always like, got to get this, got to get this, got to get this, got to get this. But um, I, I think having the power up podcasting class, I knew what I needed. Right. If I didn't have your course. I would be probably still trying to figure out what the next thing was that I needed. You know, there's, it, there's a lot involved when it comes to setting up a podcast. It's not as simple as buying a microphone. I mean, it could be as simple as buying a microphone and, and, and putting a podcast out there. But there's a lot of other stuff that makes a great podcast. And that's what the Power of Podcasting course, um, you know, supports doing, you know, is, is, is making something great. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. And and I don't want to have people think that this is just a pitch for my courses and stuff, although I do recommend you take them and I wouldn't have created them other uh, if they weren't helpful. But, you know, with your podcast specifically, so a lot of people might be wondering, a podcast about scanner radios, like how many people would actually listen to that? But now that your podcast is up, although you have just started and the numbers are relatively small, you are getting some listens, right? I am getting some listens, and it's really strange, too, because um, I got a Facebook chat yesterday from somebody, and he he says, oh, great review. I love listening to your podcast. I just listened to Session 5, which is the one I just released this week, so that's how new, really, I am. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, I'm in Australia. Listen to you on the train. And I'm thinking to myself, this is crazy. You know, I, I have... I really don't have a lot of downloads. I mean, if you want me to spill the little numbers I have, I'll let you know, but... Um, no, I think he's, let, like, he's let, one let, of let's be real with people. And I think, you know, this will just show that, you know, yes, you're just getting started. No crazy results don't happen right away. So if you wanted to share those numbers, go right ahead. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm five sessions in and I didn't look at Libsyn today. I'm not the kind of person that sits there and, and watches these things like a hawk. <laughs> uh, but I, I have five sessions in. I have less than a thousand total downloads for five sessions. So session five was about 100 downloads total. 
Dude, that's still so legit, it's really though. small numbers. No, but seriously, well, yeah, like imagine uh, even with that session alone, imagine a hundred people in a room. This is you know I talk about this in the course. Imagine a hundred exactly, people exactly in a room, and here you go getting a person who's on the other side of the world taking the time to find you, to reach out to you, and give you this message. I mean, that must feel amazing. It's it's really mind boggling to think that, and and this person is doing exactly what I'm doing when I listen to your podcast, right? I mean, I'm on my way to work, and I and I have it a podcast on in the car because really podcasting is, I think the way that people are going to go forward with learning and, and uh, you know, it's just a natural progression of the internet. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, even though podcasting has been out for how many years I just discovered it. So it's really new to me. I just got into podcasting in 2017, really figured it out uh, as far as a listener goes. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a better medium to, to, get information. I mean, you can read a blog post and, and I know Pat, you run a great blog, but truthfully I visited SPI a few times before I discovered really the podcast. And once I discovered the podcast, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I get all the information that, that you have is through your podcast. I'm not really a blog reader. So I think there's a lot more power in podcasting at this point than maybe, you know, reading something on a computer screen. No, you're that's absolutely, just, that's my, you're hundred percent right. You know, my, my point of view. And I've, I've even seen it in my analytics. Like even though my business is growing, the revenue is up, the products are selling, uh, the traffic specifically on the website has been down. And that's because a lot of the activity, a lot of the communication, a lot of the engagement happens elsewhere, uh, be it email, be it via the podcast or social media, Facebook groups, et cetera. And the interesting thing that I am have been trying to kind of just wrap my head around is how can I become part of a person's habit uh, or how can I become a habit for people? Meaning back in the day, it was very easy with a website to do that because there wasn't all these other mediums or there were, but it was just not anything that, you know, more, most people could get access to in a very easy way, especially like podcasting and such. But with things like, you know, text back then, People would have these feed readers where they could subscribe via RSS to your website and they would develop a habit every single day going into their feed reader trying to see, okay, well, who wrote what and what is interesting to me? And that's how people consumed content back then. And now with all this noise that's out there, the website stuff is not performing as well in terms of you know traffic and time on site. But what is performing well is the engagement through these other platforms. Still, the website is important which is why I developed BYOB at the end of last year because it's still important to have that hub and that home where you bring people back to and they subscribe to the email list. But you know the habits are, like you were just saying, a person on the way to work every single day listening to you, hopefully. Or I know that I'm personally developing a habit of YouTube where every night uh, after the kids are down, I take a few minutes and I just go to YouTube to see what the top trending videos are in the niches that I'm interested in. And I try not to go down a rabbit hole, but it's very easy to go down a rabbit hole. So why not be a part of another person's rabbit hole and give them something uh, of value in that way? So that, that, that thinking about your audience and how they might develop a habit with you um, or, or consuming you as a part of the habits that they have every day. I think that's, re- that's really, really powerful, which is why I'm encouraged that you, uh, you kind of poked your head a little bit into the podcasting space. And, and now it's, I mean, man, when you were telling me even before the recording here, you were like, oh, you know, I have small numbers. I don't know if I want to share it because it's a little embarrassing. And I'm like, dude, a thousand listens after five episodes in a very niche space. That's huge because now what's going to happen 
And this is what I'm predicting, Phil, is if you keep moving forward with this, we'll talk about that in just a minute, you're going to become known in the, in the industry. You're going to become a powerhouse. You're going to have the authority to then make bigger decisions, bolder actions to you know make some noise in this in this space. So that's that's really exciting. How does that all like sit with you when I say that? That's actually what I'm hoping <laughs> would happen. To be honest with you, I mean, I have I have ideas. You know, I, I know uh, I know the podcasting thing. I know the numbers are small now, but I'm in a very intro part of the topic and it's the dry stuff and uh p- part of like what's great too about not to go back to the pu well to go back to the to the pub course but you have your office hours and i had asked you a question this past friday about how i can bring more energy to the podcast so it's not so dry and it's not so boring i guess you could say yep. and i did take your feedback and i made a quick modification to this session's podcast so um you know, it, can, it, can you share with everybody kind of, what uh, what my what my advice was? Uh, your advice, first of all, was was get off the script. So I, I did that. I just did a couple bullet points what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, and uh, what I also did too was uh, you had said put some background music or something like that when it gets to something that's really tentacle. I kind of spun that a little bit and I took audio samples of what I was giving an example for. So when I was talking about a, a certain part of it, of the topic. I, I put an audio bite in there to, to let people listen to to hear how that sounds. And the wow. other thing I did was I, I broke out uh, the segments with the Morse code key, the letter K. So it kind of, um, you know, it, it breaks up the vocal, I guess you could say, so that uh, somebody knows that something's coming up that they, they might want to perk up for and listen to. Dude, I love it. You're like teaching the stuff that I teach now. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I take everything that you teach and, and I, I put it to action, so. No, I appreciate that. Now, are there moments where you see somebody doing something uh, or I or anybody else teaches you to, you know, go take a certain action? Um, are there at any point voices in your head that just tell you, well, this isn't, this is this is difficult or, you know, I don't know if I should do that or, you know, does that fear ever come to try and stop you? Uh, of course it does. I mean, it's it's uh, the big fear right now to me because I work a nine to five job and it's like and I have a four year old and then it's like, how do I have time to do this? You know, it's it's um, uh, I, I watch the calendar and, and it's Sunday afternoon and I have a podcast coming out on Tuesday and it's like <laughs> I got to sit down and, 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 and do this. You know, that's that's the fear of missing a deadline is there. But um, um, it's what keeps you going. You know, I, I know that I have information to share and that's the goal. And I know at this point I do have small numbers, but I do have people who are looking forward to the next session. I have people giving me feedback. So I have, uh, Pat, I used your open ended questions, mm-hmm. uh, idea for convert kit. So I use that as part of my onboarding session and people are giving me their feedback. So I have 60 plus episodes or sessions ready to go in the hopper. So I know I have content out there, but, um, it's um it, it is it is yeah it's it's nervous just getting started just turning that microphone on for the first time and hitting record i mean uh you tell a story how how yeah how you've have you've recorded your first session two three, or three times three and, times yeah yeah I, I i i did twice you know but um <laughs> it, it you just kind of you, you got to do it i mean that's all there is to it you know just just pile through it get through the nerves and um you know you can always look back at it and go yeah that was embarrassing but 
you know, at least you did it. And, and that's what you got to do. Yeah. I actually have uh, a friend sent me this kind of like wooden frame thing where you can like put different plastic letters on the little black board here and you can change them up whenever you want. I have one. It just literally says start. Because starting is the hardest thing, you know, a thing, uh, an object at rest tends to stay at rest. So let's get out of that and start just moving. No matter how small it is, that's how you gain that momentum. Now you had mentioned that, you know, you have a family and you have a nine to five job. How are you able to even fit this hobby slash now turning into more than a hobby in, in inside of all that? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I do a lot of, a lot of, uh, squeezing in of time. Um, that's my biggest problem right now. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a student of the 5am miracle again, you know, thanks to you. I think uh, he was, a, he was a guest on your, yeah. on your podcast oh, earlier. Lord. Um, yep. Yep. And, uh, I picked up a Pavlock. Thanks again to you because you had uh Manish Seti on. So yeah. I'm kind of using that to train myself to, to, um, to at least make sure I get up and, 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 uh, and follow time as a schedule because, um, it's very hard to, to draw the boundaries, right? You totally. come home from work and, and you go straight downstairs and you work on something, you come up for dinner and you go back downstairs again. And before you know it, the night's over and you didn't really have any personal time. So it is a struggle right now for that. And again, that's part of the, the word that you just talked about is, is how it, you know, I, I know where I want to go with this. I know I can teach so much via podcast, but I want to get into the teachable platform and I want to do the videos and I want to do, um, you know, somebody unboxes a new radio and how to set it up. Cause I get the same questions asked and I see them on Facebook groups and, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? I know how to do it cause I've taught it a thousand times, but I need to find the time to sit down in front of a camera and teach this, you know, it, it visually to people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, finding the time is you, right. It's it's tough, and it's it's um it's something that I'm working on right now to try and figure out for myself the best way to uh, to squeeze this all in. I mean, you've, there's been people who who do it from their car, at, you know, during their lunch. But I've, I've seen somebody posted on the uh, on the Facebook group. You know, they they took an interview at noon in their car. I think while at an airport or something like that. Yeah. You know, to to get their podcast going. So um, you find the time. It's just. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of passion. It's passion driven. Yeah, absolutely. It's passion driven and it's understanding what your priorities are. Cause I know a lot of us, um, we don't even know a lot of where our time goes every single day. And a lot of the people I coach and speak to, you know, we can find time when, when I ask people to literally outline every hour of their day and then they give that to me, I go, well, why does this take an hour when it's something that could be a half hour? Or why are you devoting time here when this doesn't align with where you want to go? Now, I obviously understand the importance of having that nine to five job. And I never tell people, despite losing my nine to five job being the really the, the start of all this for me, um, I never tell people to just quit their job. That's not the answer. The answer is understanding what your priorities are, efficiency, optimization and just taking one step at a time and really every single day just just chipping away that adds up that adds up uh, but you know what also adds up is not doing stuff and having that weigh in on your brain and just kind of having you feel like you're falling behind uh so as long as you're making progress that's that's great and i'm just so encouraged to hear that you are doing the same feel despite still being a dad and and being there uh, at home with the family and providing through your nine to five job. So 
Um, would the ultimate goal be to actually build this business to a point where you would potentially remove yourself from that nine to five job or like what, what are your goals with, with all this? Uh, my goal right now is, is uh, I'm small, right? If, if this were to pay for just my daughter's tuition so she can go to school, I mean, as a start, that would be great. Um, you know, but in the end, yeah, if it, if it brought in enough for me to, to quit my job, I would love to do this full time. You know, this would be great. I mean, and pe- if people do it. It's not unheard of. I mean, no. uh, look at Cliff Ravenscraft, right? He does his his consulting gig, right? That's that's his uh, his new nine to five with the podcasting. And I would love to get into the consulting, the one on one. You know, if somebody had a question, instead of going to a video or a podcast, you know, to 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 rent me out for an hour, I guess is the way to you know, and and, and do and do consulting calls. I mean, that would be that'd be great because then you know you do something you have a passion for, you do something you love, and uh, you'd be able to help people, and that's the greatest thing, you know. Love that. Um, I have some thoughts, if you don't mind me sharing, about how you can perhaps increase the speed of success in this space, if you don't mind. Yeah, I got a pen and paper. Let's go. <laughs> okay, and and this will be recorded, obviously, and people are listening to it, but. You know, one cool thing about, you know, I've been studying YouTube a lot, especially, but just different industries in general to try and see, well, what makes a business or, or, or certain niches do better than others? And what's really interesting about your niche is it's, it's, it's very niche, but it's also in that realm of technology and electronics. And that gives you a lot of great opportunities because there's a lot of companies out there that are continually innovating. They're continually coming out with new products, right? So the thing is like, you're never going to run out of content, right? And like you said, you're even getting direct feedback from your target audience about the things that they want to learn about too, which is fantastic. You're setting yourself up quite uh, quite well there. Um, but related to these companies, what's really cool about these uh, businesses and personalities that have a little bit of authority in, in their spaces, they have also relationships with these companies. And the fact that you have a podcast allows you for a medium to start to build relationships with those people, the CEOs of those of those uh, scanner radio component companies or or the radio companies or or whatever, right? So you have now a platform where you can invite those people on to share about their new toy or their new direction or or some changes that they were made, which is a going to be really useful for your audience. B through association with you being the one interviewing or highlighting those things, it's going to put you in a more authoritative state as well. And C. It can help you with the sale of any of those things, which is a win for those companies as well. When they start to see some volume coming from you, they're going to do. They're going to start to work with you and want to work with you more. Um, you might, and I can envision this happening if you if you get pretty strategic with this. If, say, for example, Phil, you do one interview a month with somebody who is from another company and feature kind of, you know, you you become the 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 place where people go to find out this information directly from the voices of those companies essentially. Um, but then this will help with affiliate sales or your, your, your wholesale stuff or any, any sort of distribution or drop shipping that you do related to these things. I can also imagine a lot of these companies literally sending you prototypes or new versions of things as they come out, which gives you an interesting opportunity. I've been following a lot of YouTubers specifically who get access to things before they come out. And I'm like, how do they do this? Why does this happen? What is the benefit for them? And I think it's pretty obvious. So it would be really cool for you to, for example, get your hands in on early some something early and be able to talk about it on the podcast. But more than that, I like what you said a, a little bit later about doing YouTube videos and stuff. And that doesn't have to be very difficult either. Um, I know there are different 
ranges of how far you can go with that. You can go super big production style like the people do at the um, Unbox Therapy, which is like a full-on production. But there's a lot of successful YouTubers doing the same thing with literally just a point-and-shoot camera that's pointed down at their hands and just using the speak the microphone on that camera to just open up something that they got from one of these companies, talk about it, and because you have this expertise, you have this knowledge, and you speak the language, I mean, man, these companies are going to send these to you for free. Um, some of them will require you to you know, send it back, and that's kind of cool too because you know, at least you got access to it, but some will let you keep those things as well. But either way, you're still going to be able to further push your authority and expertise in this space. Um, and what's really cool is you're going to position yourself as the go-to person. I mean, you're on your way, Phil. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. In fact, part of my 60 episodes is to get some of those um, manufacturers actually on the podcast. So um, I was kind of waiting until I had a little bit more traction underneath, you know, maybe Do you 10 have episodes a or so. Downloads. So you, you have a thousand downloads yeah. already. That's traction. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'll, I'll get those emails out today then. Okay. Why, why, why wait, right? S- send three emails so, out and then come back to me yeah. and I'll check, check with you in the morning and, and we can see how that goes but another thing with reaching out to companies like that a you're going to have some advantage because you have this podcast you have a thousand downloads you're just getting started i think that's still very impressive the numbers you always say it's low but i think it's actually quite high um and secondly um if they don't reply right away wait a couple days and follow up the fortune is in the follow-up and so make sure you you know keep track maybe you create a spreadsheet of all the manufacturers that are out there you can easily find probably some that you, I mean, you probably know most of them, but you could probably find even more on Google and find their contact info. Just go to their contact form or the bottom of their website, there's usually a phone number or some sort of address, and then you can plug that into Google and potentially find a phone number through like a Yellow Pages type thing. There's a lot of things you can do to find the right, right. people. You just gotta, again, like you said, put in the time. So what what is the most important next thing to do? That's just whenever you have that extra time, that's what you do next. So man, I'm excited okay. for you, Phil. And I did the spreadsheet method too. I went on uh, like like part of the the training that you that you give with the pup is, I made the spreadsheet and I went on the Facebook groups because there's a bunch of groups in that are scan related. I just hit all the admins. You know, I, I when did I contact them? When yep. did they reply? When did I publish on there? You know, just get permission to to, you know, I didn't want to spam the groups, but uh, at least get them and, and and start forming a relationship with those people so that I can maybe get them onto the podcast because uh, you know like you say that. And they would say, hey, I'm on this podcast and they would share it with their group and, yep. and their tribe and, uh, you know, get the numbers up that way. So, um, you know, and I, I tried yes uh, two days ago to get on one like the biggest uh, website there was. And I put a message out there that had to go through administrative review. Mm-hmm. So I think they shot me down there, which is really like, a, you know, it, it, it stinks, but it was kind of expected. So, um you know, you just got to keep keep going through and, and, you know, keep my fingers crossed. Maybe they'll uh, they'll eventually publish my my posts. And if not, then I already went last night to the to the European version. And because, and, uh, again, you got to think global. You know, I'm I'm it's podcasting is not local. It's it's a global medium. So, uh, you know, when uh, I hate to say it right, when one door opens, another one op- uh, closes, one op- one opens, that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's there's other ways out there to to get you know, to get known, I guess is what you could say it. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's really only two manufacturers, which is great as far as where I'm at There's there's two, there's two main players in the field. So anybody who's listening to my podcast is either going to buy from company A or company B. So I'm kind of hoping to use that leverage too, to kind of like, um, 
to get not only to get them on, but to 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 want to have them put product in my hand so that I can I can talk about it and and do reviews and 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 that kind of stuff with the product. That's cool. Yeah, so. it'll happen. Another uh, one final tip. Um, this has been great, Phil. Thank you for opening up and and being honest with us and sharing your thoughts and your plans. I think it's really cool and it'll be awesome for people to kind of follow along. And you know, we'll pro- we'll probably have you on. And you know, one thing. I'd love to do in future episodes of the podcast is bring, you know, even in just one episode, bring a number of people back for a short time period just to kind of give an update, just kind of like the, what they do on the on the show Shark Tank, how they, you know, give updates on certain um, winning companies from prior episodes. I think we'll, we'll come back. So, Phil, keep reminding me maybe in the, in the next few months uh, to, you know, check in with you so I can so I can see your progress. But the last piece of advice I want to offer you is in these very small niches, uh, very hobby-based kinds of things. Another great place to go to to find people to either interview or at least get on their radar is uh, magazines. So editors and writers of certain magazines, I don't know if, if there are scanner radio type publications out there, yep. whether they're digital or physical. Find the authors and get to know them, interview them, get on their radar. Likely they don't have very many offerings for audio that they could uh, share with their audiences, and they all, of course, have followers on Facebook and Twitter as well. That's a great avenue to to find growth as well. Yep, yep. I'm uh, this one main magazine, so I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of following their you know the, the columnists on Twitter and kind of going back and forth with them. So trying to establish the relationship now with that to uh, to hit that avenue. So and also the the side hobbies that kind of tie into it, like the prepping and the amateur radio and, and uh, you know th- th- that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm uh, just trying to, to build those relationships now. So when the time comes for me to ask them to come on to the uh, the podcast or even vice versa, there's, there's uh, another podcast out there that's that does the prepping stuff. They're booked out. They're not taking guests. But if I hopefully if I keep following and engaging them with them on Twitter and on their forums, then you know when they open up, then maybe I can get it's a foot in the door to get in onto their podcast. So a no is just the no, not yet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. Hey, Phil, do you, you, uh, do this is, this is any, any final words, uh, to, of advice or just thoughts before we, before we finish up here? Yeah. Do you mind if I take something I learned last night from your convert kit thing and, uh, and, and put it forward and do a little quick giveaway for you guys? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, Part of again what which you talked about last night, um, I'll set up a uh, an email of uh, of a uh, the top of the five things that you should know before buying your first or your next scanner radio. So it'll be a quick little bullet point of five things to look out for, and uh, you can grab that at scannerschool.com slash spi. And I guess the the name of the podcast that I have is is Scanner School. So that's that's the uh, the website for it. And is it scannerschool.com is the URL? Scannerschool.com, yeah. So the uh, the top five things to know will be at scannerschool.com slash SPI. Cool, I love it. So, hey, guys, a little context. Last night, uh, myself and the webinar producer from ConvertKit, which is the email service provider that uh, I use, I'm an advisor for, we were in my studio together doing a webinar to teach people how to grow their email list. And Phil was taking the lessons. He was watching live. And one of the big things we dove into last night was creating a great opt-in or lead magnet to incentivize people to go on your email list, uh, to get on your email list. So it's really cool to see Phil literally like putting this into place right now. Um, and I'm guessing that between the, you know, what was it, 12 hours ago that that happened, you haven't created that yet, but it is something you're going to create, right? 
I'm hoping by the time that, that this podcast goes live, yeah, it'll be there. Okay. Maybe the day before, but it'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have some time, and that's great because that's a lead magnet that you can also share with, with your audience to grow your email list to outside of the SPI. Exactly. People. So, uh, Very yep. cool. Scannerschool.com slash SPI. Phil, dude, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being an action taker and, of course, being a student of mine in, in several of my courses. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with you soon. Great. Thank you so much, Pat. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that chat and conversation with Phil Lichtenberger. Hey, Phil, I know you're listening to the show. You, you're a fan, and and just, first of all, congratulations on your success so far. Although small, this is where it starts, right? And I think a lot of people are just gonna be encouraged by you starting, taking action on something that, where, where you know, on the surface, this is like, well, this is a really small niche. How many people can there be? Well, like you said, there's conventions and things that happen, which means there's an audience there. And because you're the one that's taking action, because you're the one that is now building an authority website on the topic and you're making it fun and you're having fun at the same time, man, it's a recipe for success. So I'm looking forward to catching up with you again in the future so we can check in on you. And of course, you know, I see, I see you in the student centers all the time anyway. So I'll see you for sure. So, hey guys, check it out scannerschool.com if you want to check out more from phil and by the way i know a lot of you are uh maybe at this point you're like i'm convinced i want to start a podcast as well if you do you can check out my free three-day how to start a podcast tutorial at howtostartapodcast.com uh, you can check that out from there so guys make sure you subscribe if you haven't already we got a lot of great content coming your way uh, including next week's episode which is about i wish i had this up because that would have been smoother but it's not which is why i'm filling the space right now just kidding. Okay, number 12, we're talking with a guy named Casey Graham, a good friend of mine who's gonna help us recover payments. Like seriously, this is something that since having my own courses, I didn't even realize was a problem. But his company and his tactics will solve the problem of failed payments, something where companies are losing thousands of dollars a month, some without even really knowing it. And Casey's gonna give us some strategies on how to fix that. So make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And again, I look forward to serving you in next week's episode. Until then, keep crushing it, guys. Thank you. My name is Pat Flynn here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. Cheers, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.